It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is, when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video, so it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect. Design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Eric's Family Barbecue has arrived and is simply the best barbecue in Arizona. Come satisfy your taste buds with meats that are smoked over mesquite wooden sides that are made with fresh ingredients and tons of love. They have the best, juiciest brisket, pulled pork, rib sausage, turkey, or everyone's favorite, the Pitmaster Sampler that includes all the meat and four sides. Mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, corner beans, yum. And for dessert, try some creamy banana pudding. Amazing. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Dine in or take it to go. Go to Eric's Family bbq.com for more info still streaming Holmberg's morning sickness online at 98kupd.com yes there you go thank you silence the voice Jeremy's on his way out oh drama down there kinda tell you what (laughs) here at WKRP there's trouble Jeremy went down to see if the the truck to go pick up all the water to go get that thing all fired up and ready to go. It's gone. Dun, dun, dun. The guy that's supposed to be with him didn't show up. So now people are waking up out of bed and shooting over there. The girl, our front desk girl, took the, the watering truck last night home for some reason. Nobody knows what's going on. Jeremy's like, I don't have any water truck. I don't. I just have the, the KUPD truck with all the equipment in it. We don't have room for anything. Why am I not surprised, though? Oh, I mean, it ha- it's around here. It's here. Yeah. Well, look, let's be honest. It's the entry-level positions that are really screwing this whole thing up. And the reason they'll never make it in life is because they do stuff like this. And we've made it uh, through August 12th, the first time I've heard someone uh, no-show this year. No, no, no. This happened no, this no, like no, the fourth no. time. No, this happens yeah, all the time. This happens Brady, almost every week where they barely make it to the thing. Or they go, I'll be there. There's a, we've had a lot of no-shows. And yeah, the guy that yeah. no-showed is the one who no-showed last time. The truck missing. The truck missing is a new one. Yeah. yeah. And Brady, we've only been at this since yeah, it's April. A, it's, well, no, we've been at this since June. Since the truck June, stuff, yeah, that, yeah. But I mean, we started doing events again in April. No, no, we're certainly, uh, we're certainly on par. This is this is the pace of it. You don't even hear about it anymore. It's so common when when uh, entry level positioners are charged with a responsibility. This is KRP. It's, it's so WKRP. Ridiculous. Yeah. Where's the van? Oh, the front desk girl took it home last night. The station vehicle is at somebody's house. Well, sure. Because why wouldn't it? Because why, why would it stay at the station? She's got car trouble. We'll take anyone out of the parking lot then. I mean, it's a free-for-all. I text her, and she's there's no way she's awake. She's probably out tooling around in that truck. Did you text she, her? Yeah. I'm like, what's going on with the uh, front, the 
Front desk girl truck. I'll text her. Free truck. What's up with the Enterprise Rental? I didn't realize we had a free truck program going. I had a flat tire the other day. That's never stopped. I ended up humping it out there in 140 degrees, changing my tire because that's what a responsible man would do. So I get a car problem. I get a ride home. I don't take one of the station's cars. You, you take it's the Alta Z vehicle. Or that, exactly. Yeah. Like what Brett yeah. said. You take yeah, one of the crappy station's yeah. vehicles. Nobody needs those. <laughs> and nobody's going to notice. Anyway. And it has always happened, Brady, but we usually had to ask for permission first. Well, or not take it on a night we <laughs> need it. Or, right. or yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you have... But that's why you asked permission. But we've it's got Uber go now. Tomorrow. There's no need for anybody to take someone else's car. Right. Or you got to have if you don't have a friend that can get you if you've got car trouble to pick you up and take you home you got to reassess all your life. I need a car from the station. Well, no, we need those for station things. Yeah, but my car's broken down and I have no possible way of getting home now. I borrowed the truck on a weekend, but I cleared it with everybody first, right. and there was no you know like to sure move something. No, 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 but that was it. Yeah, if it's just sitting there, right? I'll just go grab the keys and go. Oh, I'm take this home tonight. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, anyway, Jeremy figured something out. He's got a truck that won't hold more than six, seven cases of water for a water drive. So, so bring him a bottle. So this morning, it's, a, yeah, it's about singular bottles and cash. It's cash donation day with Jeremy. And you got that, I don't know who's with him, but the kid that doesn't show up all the time, I don't necessarily trust that cash donations are a good idea in his hands. Hopefully Jeremy's taking it. Basically, it's a rent for the deadbeats is what we're going to call it this morning. You drop off uh, money thinking that you're giving it to the Phoenix Rescue Mission, and more than likely, deadbeats are going to swipe it and, uh, and, and take it home. I'm not going to lie to you about it. We've got a couple of deadbeats out there, and they're probably going to take your cash donations. But it would be great if you did it. 48th Street and Elliott. Oh, it's by the old station at the Safeway. He'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I guess there is a Safeway on that side. Uh, on the, that would be on the yeah, west no, side of the yeah. 10. Uh, 48th Street and Elliott, if you're over there, uh, get a case of water. Or some cash for a case of the water. Drop it off with uh, Jeremy uh, to help out the Phoenix Rescue Mission's Code Red Initiative. The good news is the drinking team dropped off so much water, we can afford to have yeah. a goofy slip-up like this one today where uh, all the station vehicles are at the front desk girl's house. Because, you know, that's <laughs> where, where they park them now. Why wouldn't that be a thing? Sorry, folks. Got to take the city bus home. I, my car broke down. No, I'm not going to wake up for the routes in the morning either. People standing at bus stops. What happened? Well, Bob had some car trouble, so he took one of the city buses home, and he doesn't work mornings. Oh, so no bus? Yeah, of course no bus. What's wrong with you? Walk to work. <laughs> well, last trip to uh, any way you could work that in the budget next year, a moving truck just for yeah. staff to How use. How about just or... a, an auxiliary vehicle for yeah. people who don't have friends to pick them up and drive them home when they've got a problem? Cabs, Uber, Lyft. I mean, there's so many ways to get home now. Well, how would I get back the next morning? Exact same way. <laughs> exact same way you got home. Cab, Uber, Lyft, friend. But, but we have cars. Yep, we need those. We're going to need those. You know what? I don't have a studio at my house. I'm just going to go ahead and lift all this out of here before Larry's show. I'm going to take it home and use it at home. And I'm not bringing it back for a little. Well, Larry can't do a show that way. Oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. 48th Street and Elliott. That's where we're at this morning. Uh, Slipknot tickets. He's still got those corn and stained. Uh, that's a good thing. Got all this stuff. Uh, KUPD swag. All sorts of things. Jeremy is a... Uh, he got up on time. He was responsible. He came down here. And he's got a rickshaw full of stuff for you guys this morning. Did you see his text? Uh-uh. I didn't know it's taking the station vehicles home was an option. I get dropped <laughs> off at work. He does. <laughs> Sometimes he has. I've actually looked out the window and watched him say goodbye to whoever's dumping him off. Hey, Jeremy, who knew? 
All you got to do is just, uh, just last night yeah, blind should have rolled at home. Sure, blindfold and then go put uh, like the old uh, game shows. If you get a set of keys, you put it in the right lock. It's yours. <laughs> uh, so get on out there, Forty Eighth Street and uh, Elliot this morning. That's kind of the Took, Tempe area, Chandler. Uh, Kevin says our kids' uh, school sent out a letter stating that masks were quote expected. Ooh, that's right on the edge of mandated, but not quite there. Yeah, that's the thing. We're playing with words now where somebody's going to get pissed off and go punch a teacher. <laughs> this is another one. I like this one. See, and this is the thing. You bring up the masks, you bring up all this stuff, and everybody wants to say something because I think we all feel bottled up. And this guy says, uh, I've communicated with you a bit in emails in the past. Find your outlook on things to be insightful and interesting. Tyrants will tell you what to think. Wise men learn how to think for themselves. You're, you sound like an, uh, you educate yourself on things, not answering with too much emotion. Well, I tell you what, I answer with emotion when it comes to that lady with a beard. That's all emotion. <laughs> that pisses me off. I appreciate that. And I think of Chaz Bono every time. I look in the uh, – Tripp even said to me the other day, that's a decent length what you got going on in your face. It looks more manly than when you let it get out of hand. I'm like, thanks. I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you have sort of a werewolf beard. I'm like, thanks. The beginnings of a like a three-quarter moon werewolf. Anyway, he says, uh, with that said, I think the show should have a segment called What Does John Think? I think that's the whole show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just saying. Uh, you not listening? A segment, just one? <laughs> what will we do the other four hours? Why are you limiting him? <laughs> I want to know what your thoughts are on this. If you are an anti-vaxxer or against the shot, you should have to put your name on a registry. This is just his thoughts. Let him finish. Once you're on it, your shot slash vaccine would be packaged up and sent to a third world country where people are dying for a shot. Fast forward a bit. Once you test positive for COVID, you're not allowed in the hospital and are denied a respirator. It sounds harsh, but sounds nowhere as stupid as an anti-vaxxer's reasons for not getting the shot. Now, see, it's words like that that make you uh, close to getting into a fist fight with somebody. Also, my wife is a nurse, and 99% of the beds that are being taken up are from the unvaxxed. That's a problem. I've learned uh, to sleep well at night knowing that they are on their deathbeds. Usually their last words are, I should have gotten that Man. damn vaccine. Man. <laughs> when they can't talk, they're incubated. Uh, they have a huge look of regret on their face. Well, I think if you're incubated, you always look like you're regretting some yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, they're that very hosp- rarely smiling and incubated. Yeah. That hospital bill will be you know, enough to... Bring it around equal. But then Matthew says, sorry, such a long email. Sleep well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Matthew, this is what I'm saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think it's an interesting thought. I think all ideas should be thrown against the wall. But when you say it like that, uh, you're going to get punched in the face by somebody who disagrees with you, and that's the problem. You can't, Your point gets missed. Oh, it's completely missed the second you say these anti-vaxxers yep. shouldn't, get, shouldn't get care when they're sick. Like, oh, no. And there's an argument to be made there, but it's one that's going to get you punched in the face by somebody who just simply has a different point of view, which is what I'm thinking is, is coming our way here, is a lot of face punches. Would be interesting if they did triage it that way. Can you imagine the vaccination that announcement? Would be priority on the Tell me that that flies. That, 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 you think the Capitol riot was a thing? Yeah. Tell people that they don't get medical treatment if they don't get the vaccine. The streets would flow with blood. There'd be no well, possible only, way there's a reasonable or rational response to that at all if that became a thing. There's well, no that, or it's I, locked down. I got whooping cough. 
I was vaccinated against it as a kid, sure. but as an adult, it, you're, it kind of wanes, right. and that's how I ended up catching it. So yeah, do I have to – should I, I – I still paid that bill, you know? I mean – Always oh, saying the other way. So, yeah. but but it, it's not again. It's not an immunity or a cure. Right. Exactly. It's a thing that helps you not die. Yes. From it. Exactly. That's it. And you you know, but that's the, you can even try a shutdown. My belief on this, Brady, is the next time a leader opens his mouth and says, "Here's what you society mob are going to do," and it's not going to make half of you happy. The half that's not happy going to make a huge mess. And I don't oh, know. Look I, at Florida and Texas. Don't care which side the half is. They're going to be angry, and there's going to be there's going to be there's no rational mob reaction to a reasonable response. I don't think Matthew's email was a reasonable response, is to let him die, and he seems happy that people are on their deathbeds, and that's funny to me because wow, that's funny. It is. It's awful, but it's hilarious, and that makes it awfully funny. Uh, but yeah, so you flip it over and say, all right, uh, everybody who doesn't get the vaccine. Should get the first, uh, you know, the opposite would say we should be the first ones in with the attention. We should pay our, we pay the bills for, and the next thing you know, the other side's going to be running around in the street. No vaccines, uh, only people unvaccinated. And you saw that one guy ended up on CNN because he just put a joke up in front of his restaurant that said, I only serve unvaccinated customers. Which is still hilarious. It's still hilarious. It's a funny thing. And CNN grabbed it. So, oh, let's fight that guy. Everybody's looking for a fight. All I'm saying is, calm down. Don't fight your teacher. Don't fight your kid's teacher. Right. Don't get into a fight with a parent. Everybody just be cool. Be, be a bunch up, of little Fonzies. That's what we got to be. It's like Pulp Fiction. Be a bunch of little Fonzies here, man. Be cool. And then you end up with responses like this. How about if a nurse is this dude's wife that he doesn't know the difference between incubated and intubated? Intubated, I know. Intubated. I was going to say something. Doesn't make it look good to help others <laughs> well, get the vaccine. Maybe help him look, out. Maybe he's not fully developed and he needed to sit in a hot box for a while. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> incubation period is uh, not over. He's in his 30s, but yeah, intubation and incubation. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what would piss that guy off? said, hey, yeah. dickhead, it's intubation, right, not exactly, incubate, exactly. you idiot. You incubate eggs. everything you said. You morons. What babies get, he's dumbass. So I said one word wrong. Sorry, word police. Next thing you know, we're rolling around in a rat king of people trying to figure out how come there's a fight going on. Because everybody's on eggshells. But he's right. That was pretty stupid. John. And then you got the opposite of, of you. It says, all right, I'd like to respond to Matthew's email and say, vaccines. Thank you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all then, of them? And then you also have this one. John, can you talk to your boys at Tactical Black and have parent-teacher conferences there? Because <laughs> that's a great idea. I think that's where we're going to need to have to have them. A mock classroom that's to be right. set up and you defend yourself against your kid's teacher. We do a heavy bag class. And while you're doing that, the guy in the other half of the bag holding the bag for you have to have a parent-teacher conference. So the parent holds the bag while the teacher punches the bag, gets all his frustrations out. Uh, William says, how about all these homo F-words who got the vaccine start dying in 10 years because the vaccines aren't allowed in the hospitals for listening to the government and getting that shot? This country has never trusted the government, but now all of a sudden we do? Valid argument. Both of you have valid points. This is why we all need to sit back and say, hey, everybody's got a point. The only people gaining more power from us fighting are the people we're actually trying to take power from. The government gets all the power when we bicker and bang our heads together. That's it. Because they'll just pass more rules that we can't do things since we are uncontrollable. It's the whole – it's page one of divide and conquer. Yep. It's page effing one of the art of war. You got to get the people you're you're trying to control to fight with each other. They'll break themselves down. It's the same in sports. 
If you can get into the head in basketball of the other team and you start seeing that team fighting, you've won the game. Not just that little battle, you've won. If you can get the other guys to fight, your team's done. Whoever can draw is a, it's become a unit before the other. If we could sit and unite over the fact that we disagree for valid reasons on both sides and say, but the one thing I'm not going to do is watch these jackasses gain more power because we're fighting in the streets all the time and we can't get along and the mob, the mob rule is scary to them, they'll just keep passing more rules and laws that make it so we can't go outside. Not on my watch. You see that? Them guns are going to – all right, then they're going to take your guns. This is, this is what you do when they we – prime from a cold, uh, dead uh, That's right. So you're going, okay, you're going to have a war then. This is what – I'm fine with that. I, you, you're making a good point. You know who gets all the power in the end of that? The, the guys making the rules. It doesn't make any sense that you'd fight your teacher. Have a rational discussion with them and go, these bastards are making us hate each other. I just got a text from Chris Kelly. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Toledo paid a whooping cough bill but won't pay his bill at Hooters? <laughs> That's a good what a point. shame. He's willing to pay <laughs> whooping cough fees. A little bit, little bit different. <laughs> yeah, well, because Toledo's, Toledo's actually hoping it's retroactive to when whooping cough was a thing, so it'd be like five cents a doctor's visit. But yeah, you got whooping cough because you got a vaccine, but that doesn't mean you can't get whooping cough. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. It just means it's not going to kill you. Yeah. Or probably won't And like kill you. this, when when the antibodies wane a little bit, you probably have a higher chance of getting COVID uh-huh. if you have a vaccine. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know either, but probably. Here's my philosophy, though, and this is unpopular. I'm not that impressed with life. <laughs> so if in, I'm really not. I, I'm not that impressed with this whole. You are too. Not really. You talk no. a good game. The magic of all this. <laughs> Those nights in the NBA finals up in oh, the Oh, phenomenal. There's fun. I'm not saying it's all miserable. I'm saying yeah. there's spikes of fun. But if it all ended tomorrow, I'd be like, that's enough. That's about good. That's you've, about You've had right. a good life. It's, or you've had no, a, Brady, no. I'm not one of those. I'm not, I'm not a Hallmark card. I'm, I'm looking not, at it going. I'm, I'm with look, you on that. In my 49 years, maybe pack eight together for decent times. The rest yeah. have just been an uphill climb. One, oh, it's what's work. That, one sixth? One sixth. One that's a pretty, good, that's a pretty good days. number. One that's out every, actually pretty good. One out of every six days day you'll have a, a real good one spike. One day a week. For the most part, I'm on the couch watching Family Feud and Seinfeld reruns. Here There's not there. a whole lot to write home about. Sat and watched the rain last night. Right. What <laughs> good was that? Right. That's not an accomplished no. day. Sure, you can talk yourself into it being a peaceful, wonderful moment, but really you're doing nothing. So maybe you pack together eight years of saying, eh, that was worth it. I'd do those eight years again. I'm not going to get out of there and do the rest of that crap again. That way, that's... I don't want school back. Uh, I don't want responsibility from work. I, really, most of it's just been climbing to climb. Crushing people's souls this way. I'm a realist. Most of the time, <laughs> as a human being, you're just climbing for the sake of climbing. Well, you don't even you know what the end looks way. like. Well, sure, no, no, no. Brady, absolutely. Brady, you don't even it's know the where the end of the mountain is. Going around. Yeah. It's the rat wheel. Yeah. That's you're why just, everybody you're calls just it going that. because it's That's going. The everybody rat calls race. it. Yeah, it's it's the it's the habit trail that you're stuck in, or that spinning wheel, and you're like, what am I? What am I just running for? I'm not going. I'm running on a treadmill, and that's how most people feel, and that's a proper way to feel. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, if the vaccine in ten years makes us all sick and stuff, it, look, I wasn't that impressed with this in the first place. It's nice. I've seen what I need to see. I've eaten all the food I need to eat. What else is there? Don't you want to travel? To be honest with you, no. Pain in the ass. And why? Now, especially. People. The people ruin it. Now, if I could travel by myself, I, I, like I watched that Twilight Zone where Burgess Meredith is the last man on the planet, and everybody thinks, oh, what a scary thing. I'm like, that looks like the single greatest day ever. Like, nobody's here. I'm thrilled. So, yeah, none of this is that impressive to me. So if, if the government gives you a shot and it kills you in 10 years or it's on, oh, well, I was going to die someday anyway. I like today. I'll do my best. But I guarantee you today is going to be a little physical therapy for the shoulder. Go home, uh, eat something, 
hit that couch, say I'm going to do something I never do, watch Family Feud, watch Seinfeld reruns, and hit the hay. That's about every day. It's oh, there and at about six thirty, the dogs all come in, and uh, and that's a they're in a pattern. Uh, Jack goes and bangs into Dutchie. Frank and Gordon wrestle for a second. Jack gets up on the couch. He's not supposed to be in it. Runs around with a cookie in his mouth. I take the cookie out. I put it back. I mean, that's deja vu every day. And it's fine. That's just, it's the treadmill. But let's not go crazy about, I, I, I got to live for another 100,000 years. Like, okay, I no. get it. The vaccine kills I'm you in 10 you years. If, if, I, if I die on the way home tonight. Like, you don't know. Okay. You're just climbing for the sake of climbing. <laughs> Is that uplifting? Yeah. That's your morning cup. Soul crushing. Wow. <laughs> Man. Look, sometimes we all need to get kicked in the nuts every By once in a realism? while and act like we're, our our relevance is not as big as we think it is. Look, you're just oh, a I, thing. I totally agree. You're there. just a thing walking around. Do you like think you bears? Said, you know why? Because we've done Earth? it to ourselves. Do you think bears sit and look at each other and go, "What's it all for?" <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't like, get existential. They just look Come at their they look at their claws and go, "Ah, I got to eat something." I think that skinny polar bear got pretty existential. What's this all about <laughs> the one that the, where the iceberg breaks and he's yeah. on? He goes, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like maybe there's a few moments where they have some existential Wait, what, thought. What? what, what? It's like, what's it all for? <laughs> they don't. We're the only ones who put that pressure on ourselves, and it's dumb. Hey, John, I hear you need a truck. I'll send mine right over. Signed, Beth. <laughs> Beth, I guarantee you, she's got access to a few. <laughs> XRTs are going to be floating out there. Anyway, so that's me. Yeah. Yes, it's a, a not as a nihilistic kind of viewpoint towards things. That's pretty nihilistic. Yeah, yeah, but it's real, and it should be everybody's viewpoint as well. You don't have to have it, but you're wrong to not. <laughs> <laughs> it's fatalist, but it's fine. And that's the segment. What's John yeah. think? Yeah. Here I mean, we go. Solopsism is a very cool way to live your life, which is like, yeah. I don't even know if you guys are real. You might be my imagination. Because when you're gone, I don't even know if you exist for real. Is that real. that Prisoner of War book? That you- no, 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 no. Solopsism's been something I love for years. It's basically the only thing you can guarantee is your own consciousness. The right. only thing that's real for sure right. is your own consciousness. You can come and tell me a story that happened to you. I just have to take it for word. And then once you disappear from my eyesight or, or views, could be or couldn't be. I don't even know if you're real. Right. I might just be imagining this room and the things I see. It might be some sort of an invention of Catch my own. Right? Taking yeah, notes? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to. Solopsism's a, a super interesting way to That's live. That's got a lot of letters in it for Brett, that word. You'll Solopsism. end up another rat wheel. Rat, oh. Rat wheel. <laughs> oh, man. Damn it! <laughs> the hamster wheel. They all, I'll, I'll say that one. And you're the one who likes this thing? Yeah. You're the one that thinks life's fun? Hey, look, I get made fun of every day. I know. And I appreciate every bit of it. I, I appreciate the fact that we can experience... Different emotions. Sure. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't not appreciate that it. aren't tangible are what's amazing. Like the love of a child, you oh, can't God. physically Disgusting. put Uh-oh. that together, but I'm 100% with you, but I'm not trying to tell yeah. these a friendship. Two. A wake-up song <laughs> brought to you by What the, what the <laughs> f- was look, that? A friendship. <laughs> the love of a child. That. Nobody's ever said that in this room. Stop it. Just did. Let's go to a wake-up song. You're a pregnant man. Wait a minute. What's going on at home? Sure. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But, the, <laughs> but see, there's where, the, there's where the problem is, is that when I speak realistically, yeah. the, everybody thinks, oh, he hates everything. That's not the case. It's no. just, I just don't find this whole experience of life to be this magic. I think it's a day-to-day thing. I, and we a, look at it in such a grand way because our egos won't allow us to see how actually irrelevant we are. And that's the truth of it all. We don't want to be irrelevant. That's why we search for meaning. We don't want to feel like we don't mean anything. We come and we go and that's it. But go to a graveyard. 
But what you do come people and you do, go, though? and that's it. You're it, just it, you're just day to day. Irrelevant when you talk about that. What do people do though? They strive to try to be relevant. Right. That's your ego. I mean, that's yeah, the motivation it, of uh, it, it could, you could say ego. That's all it is. But well, it's, it is. Uh, you could say you think an ego you want to help, help somebody or you want to do. Sure. You know, we it doesn't make live you, life to try to. You want to feel good. About it's your it. id. But more what people than your ego. don't understand day to day. is, yeah. I want to feel good. It doesn't yeah. mean I'm I'm living in this darkness. It's just it's just the whole experience of feeling like there has to be something. There has to be is is actually the sadder way to yeah. me to think. There must be something more is a sadder way to think to me because it's like, well, what's wrong with what you got right now? And that's where I think people yeah. lose me is because I'll start saying, I'm not overly impressed with more. I don't want eternity of this. I want like day to day. Like, am I going to be happy today? Am I going to be happy tomorrow? I don't want to sit and worry about, oh, my God, there has to be more. There has to yeah. be more than this. And the reason there has to be more than this is a great selling point is because most people feel like, what's going on? What is this? There, this can't be it. And that's fascinating because, because- – it seems like we're the only ones. It feels like that yeah. question that, as far as we know, yeah, that's fine. But there has to be more. To me, is an admission that this isn't enough. So that's where I think that. But like people say, oh, John's nihilistic, fatalistic, and whatever. Maybe so. But for the most part, I see it the other way. I see when people tell me, oh, there's got to be more than this. This can't be it. That's that's fatalistic and nihilistic to your day to day living. That sounds sad to me. That you can't just appreciate and grasp what's going on right now. Because that's the only thing that really matters. Yeah. That truck that just drove by might blow up. It's full of gas. And then we're gone. That's why it's tough um, when people, you know, struggle with different emotions, whether they're if they're depressed or whatever. And you're a person that says, you know, being happy is up to you. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes all, people are like, well, I can't be because I have you're too worried depression. about everything else. You're too worried about all the other yeah. stuff. Yeah. And you can be happy and be depressed. You can. People don't understand that either. Right. Depression doesn't mean you're unhappy. It means you struggle to get through things and some overwhelming weight is on you that makes you feel like, why is happy not enough? It's nothing's enough. It's a weird weight. But yeah, it's, uh, there's plenty of ways to do it. But it's, uh, I've never heard a man in a room with other men say the love of a child. That made me laugh. <sighs> <laughs> and made all of us kind of sick. You, you had to know kind of as yeah, you were saying you it, it, going, the love of a child. Me? Yeah. Or being lit up for saying that? Right. Yeah. right. Hilarious. <laughs> you don't say that in front of us. You can think say, it, but keep it in your inside. I will list, say, you're getting lit up 13 months ago, you ain't saying that in this room. Why? When you're in a month. What are you talking we had about? A different, we had a different. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. You said it because you thought Brett was safer to say that. In front of Maybe so. Oh, but yeah. still, I mean, you stuttered a little over the whole uh, wheel thing, but the yeah. love of a child was your biggest stroke of the day. I'll be stroking. <laughs> That's what I'll be doing. You, you forgot where you were. You forgot where you were. Did you not hear me talk about my hickeys on my son yeah. yesterday? Yeah, my exactly. Hickeys. You my have hickeys, hickeys on your son? My son's hickeys yeah. yesterday. Ah. I'm stroking. <laughs> I'm not even going there. Stroking your son with hickeys? Yeah, I don't want to know what's going on. Anyway, very deep talk. Existentialism. It's fun. But we just got to stop being so damn tribal. That's the bigger point. And it's fun. Have you guys speaking of? Now, I'll get tribal on this one. This is what we really need to be upset about. Have you watched that family game fight show? The Dak Shepard and... Yes, the no, Kristen Bell Dak Shepard show. So here's what network previews. television's answer is to getting their asses handed to them by all these services. Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell have a show now where entertainment is pies in the face again. We have gone and I... so far backwards 
in the like it's it's weak double dare, but it would be like me saying, Brady, come to my house this weekend. We're gonna play charades. And what it really is is I'm gonna play charades with Megan and you guys watch. And then if and then we'll give you points for what we do. It's just the two of them playing games and two oh, families sitting back, uh acting like uh, you know, like they're actually playing something. And at the end, the family of four gets on this spinning wheel. Well, Dax and Kristen get on this spinning stage, and they go from room to room and act things out while this group guesses. There's no reason for these people to be spinning, but they're covered with – like pies in the face make soupy sales and, and the Three Stooges happy. When did that Marx become Brothers. anything funny again? It's just not fun. The Marx Brothers were much funnier than that. Yeah, they might have gone pie in the face for the lowbrow stuff, but they had actual funny things. They were thoughtful funny. For the time, especially. But pies in the face? NBC in primetime had a show where if you miss a question, you get a pie in the face. And then they put this uproarious fake laughter in the back. I like Dax Shepard. His podcast is really good. The guy's a great interviewer. But what the hell is NBC? They're trying to tank the network. When is this on? Uh, like Wednesdays, right. 7 or 8. It's, well, they so had to get that one up and running Awful. because that one had a rampant diarrhea and they had to cancel it. The other thing, yeah, this is where entertainment's gone. This is where the air, like, because if we met Dax and Kristen, they'd come in. We'd have to worry, are they going to be Hollywood? Are they going to be kind of arrogant? Are they going to be cool? Because for some reason, we think that somebody hosts a pie-in-the-face show has the right because it's on TV. to. They should be kissing our, radio's always had the low-end kind of like, oh, you guys do radio. Like this insignificance to the entertainment world. We're so much better then pie in the face and ice on your back. It was terrible. I couldn't believe this was an idea that somebody said. But it comes down to go. revenue, right, and ratings. And if and there's no ratings on yeah. that. There's no way. If, if there's a faction of people on the planet who still like pies in the face as funny, creative entertainment, uh, we need you all. We need COVID to crush that group. Hopefully it's for people who like that. Hopefully there's a, a thing we haven't discovered through science yet where we discover that COVID only attacks the wildly uninteresting pie-in-the-face crowd. Because if you still think that's funny, there's nothing right with you. Go ahead and listen to Right around the corner, John. And, no, rubber, no. rubber chickens. Rubber chickens will come back. Like we're, They're testing out all the... Banana peels and everything else. <laughs> Slide trombone. <Yeah>. Blah, blah. <laughs> Guy gets punched in the stomach and a bass drum. Boom. Why you? What happened? Three Stooges all over it's, again. It's terrible. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I sat through the whole hour. like, And this is why life is just a basic waste of time. I see how you feel now. That. Oh, my God. It was terrible. I'd be, I'd punch somebody that decided to put a pie in my face. I'm like, hey, look, bozo, it's not 1961. You put a pie in my face, I'm going to kick you in the nuts, jackass. But it was really weird. It's like Brady and Ronnie are having a party this week, and everybody go over and, and uh, have the, they're going to do games and stuff. And the only people playing the games are Brady and Ronnie. We'll have to sit on the couch and watch you guys do it. And then you're like, all right, you get points. I'm like, what? We're just eating chips watching you two perform. It was the biggest ego stroke to Dax and Kristen I've ever seen. It was the strangest show ever. I could see where, like, hospice or old folks' homes, maybe this was – they thought they'd stumbled across a show they used to watch in the 50s. Because it's 50s comedy. And I'm like, they're, I have a theory now that they're trying to tank the network. So you have to buy Peacock. There's, there's not going to be a thing worth Maybe. watching on free television. Because all the good stuff's going to go where you pay. There is no way. They're just filling time. 
Live events will be the only thing on your network TV. There is no way this thing wasn't like a laugh right. Oh, my God. We're so tanking NBC. It's ridiculous. And then we'll put on, during, during that show, commercials for things you'd actually want to watch. Available now streaming on the Peacock. I get it. You're putting garbage all over free television so people who are the last ones in, I can't take it anymore. It's the worst show I've ever seen. I'd rather watch Andy Samberg and uh, Pauly Shore tap dance for like a half an hour. Johnny's guys grocery about, games. Yeah. Guys, Guy Fieri uh, is more, I will say that. What? More creative. Mm. Pie in the face. Well, you are now. Is got the sun tape. Look, yeah. dude, <laughs> pie in the face is a step below Guy Fieri. At least Guy Fieri is appealing to some audience of pigs that like to watch a man eat. <laughs> John, don't forget NBC is going to roll out Nick Cannon's new talk show soon. That's going to be garbage. NBC is just <laughs> NBC float, is floating around the drain. They're floating around the drain on purpose. So you go, well, the good stuff's on the pay one. On the Peacock? Yeah. yeah. They're not putting any of the good stuff up for free. They're like drug dealers. They got you to know NBC and then um, they're taking it away. God Weird. damn it, John, don't take that away from me. To be fair, a natural fair. pie in the face is always hilarious. Natural? natural? Like that happens like to in you? In nature? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were hunting and a pie just smashed me in the face right in the woods. And goddamn natural pie trees. Uh, now that would be naturally? hilarious if naturally a pie flew through the sky out of nowhere. <laughs> nature occasionally hit us with pies. Now you got something. If Trip is walking down the hall God today. damn it. <laughs> again? Well, uh, did someone throw it? Nope. Just one of nature's obstacles. <laughs> I hate nature. It's what she does. That mother nature, she'll chuck a pie at you because she's a vaudeville comedian from the Adirondacks. <laughs> pie in the face was on television in 2021. You can see you, it every now and then in, in baseball when they're interviewing a guy after the game. And they, well, they, that's a tradition. Of it. It's never for comedy. It's always just to embarrass him or do it. Or they do the shaving cream. But not for them. a full hour. I'll tell you why. Is because we're so afraid of telling jokes and we're so afraid of writing the wrong thing. A pie in the face is the only comedy substitute for I'm scared to death I'm going to get canceled. So we won't say anything. We'll just ask a question like, what color is this umbrella? And if you don't get it because you're on beer goggles, you get a pie in the face. It's harmless, meaningless drivel. Woke pussies. Woke pussies have ruined it all because you can't have a show that's thoughtful and funny. Unless people pay for it, because then the answer, well, you paid for it. So you, like yeah. what Chappelle said is, don't come canceling me. You're the dumb mother f- that clicked on play when you got my special, because it's Netflix. If this was just on your regular TV, you could bitch. But you clicked on this. You sought it out. No complaining. But if you're on NBC and it just happens to be on and it's free. How dare they put this out? And you put something provocative or thought, thoughtful on there. This is anti-gay black. A uh, woman, blah 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 blah. Saying, I'm not writing anything. Throw a pie in that. Throw a pie in Dak Shepard's face. That's what America can handle without losing it. I'm watching that last night, and I'm like, this is what we've regressed to. You're right. Rubber chickens are close. Rubber chickens are right around the corner. Again. Cuomo's game of tag. <laughs> a non-touch tag. <laughs> it's a mental tag. Uh, you're it, baby. Ooh, are you ever it? I got two more weeks in office to harass the f- out of my staff. Then some broad takes over. <laughs> That's the funnest part of the Cuomo thing, as we all... What, two more weeks? No, that there's a chick getting in there next. And it's the first female governor New York's ever had. Woke-ass New York. Screaming and yelling about how amazing they are for diversity. And they're the ones screaming and trying to set policies for the entire nation. California, New York, yelling about how wrong everybody is. They've never even elected a woman. So he's got two weeks left? 
He gave us yeah. two weeks. Arizona, it, who, by the you way. You know how it is. The last week, they're yeah. like, get out of here. So does he just run of, around grabbing ass yeah, now because it I doesn't do. matter? People are taking him to job. lunch. I would have Vaseline on each finger. <laughs> you guys look out for Cuomo. There's nothing to lose, baby. <laughs> the most dangerous guy in the world is the sexual harasser that's got, they gave him two weeks extra. Like, if you found out a guy here, oh, my God, did you hear? Uh, uh, Dave downstairs went up and grabbed Jill's ass and, like, squeezed her boobs and stuff. Like, oh, what happened? Oh, in two weeks, he's got to go. <laughs> he wouldn't have two weeks time. Yeah, Arizona looks at this backwards red redneck hillbilly state. We've had like three governors in the last fifteen years that are women. New York, first ones going in. There's been a state a couple hundred years longer than us. They're so figured out. They're so woke. They're so diverse. Okay. It's all a sale. Everything you got is a sale. It's fun. The world is just goofy. Throw a pie in someone's face. Natural pies in the face, though. I, I will I will give in to that. If there's a pot, a pot, like the jumping cactus, there's the pie trees of the desert. You got to get too close to them, they'll, they'll smash you in the face with one of them. No, it's just myth. No, it's not the jackalope, man. Natural pie trees. It'll be like the village inn, just blew up into nature. You don't think pies in the face are funny, unless it's done with the love of a child. It's all done, t- <laughs> the timing of it, John. And uh, if a child does it, it's unbelievable. You turned into Whitney Houston for a second. And I was really, I was about to run a bath because I was hoping that would be the end of it. <laughs> I believe the children are what happened to him. Uh, what's on the big board of musical treats over there? Right, wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Uh, they just they just posted up the new uh, pivot. You might want to check this one what, out. What the, color? Uh, the Firebird in orange. Ooh! I've already so, got an orange one, but that so, doesn't mean that. That's but, pretty uh, much the same as my life. I got it. They got them all in stock right now. Go to the go to their new website, actionrideshop.com. You can find out everything they got, plus uh, all the gear you're going to need, as well as the five alarm coffee. So yes. if you're looking to get get that morning Joe in, uh, head on over there to Josh and the boys. They're going to take care of you guys. Uh, That's a full suspension. I didn't know Firebirds were full. That's now I'm interested. Yeah, I like those. They've got it in stock. All right. And also, you should know that when you go to the bike store. And if you don't have Josh explain it to you, because it don't make you feel stupid. But you should know before you spend the money on a bike if you like full suspension or a hardtail. Hard yeah. Remember the first time I went in to the bike shop, and the guy asked me that: "Would you like full suspension or hardtail?" I'm like, "You know what? Either's good." Because I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Anyways, no. He's like, not. "Well, you got to have a choice." And I'm like, "I like this blue one here. That's I like pretty the pretty much, color. Like a, you like a full <laughs> suspension?" I'm like, "I get it now." Gotcha. But if you don't know, Josh and the guys they'll will help you out. They'll they'll school you. Yeah, I think he even said, do you like a full or a hard? <laughs> you know what? I ride both. I ride both, and I ride them equally as good. I'll take two. Why don't you give me both? One of each. One of each, and I'll test them out not take it back, because why would I? <laughs> I ended up getting a hard tail the first time, but I, I got a full later when I realized I think I like those better. <laughs> I didn't know the answer to that. It's like when you talk car stuff with car guys. Oh, yeah. Is that the calculator over there? What do you got there? What are you talking about? Was that the airflow maximator? <laughs> you should leave the garage right now, sir. <laughs> You're right. Is that the wiper? I don't know why it's so hard for me, and I think everybody, to stand there with somebody who knows something about something you don't know and just go, mm, I don't know anything about what you're saying. Explain that to me. You know, nobody likes to feel like they don't know things, and that's because the internet ruined us. I think my grandpa said, I don't understand. He'd say that all the time. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. I don't say that. Like, if you're trying to explain cars to me, Brett knows I'm not a car guy. Uh, but if we just met... And the hood was up. I would feel like half a man if you're like, well, you got this thing over here. It's like, yeah, you know, I was looking at that the other day. I would make up a story about Non-car how I saw it. Non-car guys get exposed in two sentences, though, oh. as soon as you try and say something. But if you're with the car guy, he's not listening to you. 
he's tied into that engine. So yeah. he'll say, so all you got to do is agree with him. But if you're not a dick, though, and, and you can see they, they don't know what the hell they're talking about, then you, or, then you bring yeah. it down a level. No. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I do. Car guys and contractors. There's a lot of car guys and Car guys and contractors, oh, this guy yeah. This guy doesn't know Contractors crap. do it to each other. What do you put 16, <laughs> 16s in here? Two by six, and that's totally unnecessary. You're going to land being across the thing. I'm like, yeah, that's what I was telling him. That's my answer to all guys I don't understand. That's what I said to the guy. Yeah, you were right. And then that same guy that he was bitching about comes by. What are you talking about? You want to six this thing? That's ridiculous. You're going to go lambing across the thing. That's what I told the guy. I told him, ah. anyway, you guys sort it out. 220, 221, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> I don't put out numbers. I don't say names of things. I just agree with the guy. That's what I thought. I thought the same thing. Yeah, that's good. I don't ever get into talks with car guys. In fact, I've made it now. That is the thing. Like, I don't know anything about what's going on in here at all. Just fix it. And neither do you. Just fix it. <laughs> neither do you. Because you got to plug it into a computer that tells you what's wrong. So I don't have that computer anymore. Don't act like you know everything. Now, if I'm staring at a dude looking at an Oldsmobile 442 and he's got the hood up, he wins. Yeah, I wish. Just on the doing. visual. I just admire the beauty of it. Yeah. I wish to God. One thing in my life, if I could go back and videotape, was my final presentation in auto shop in high school. You had a final? We had a final. You had to pick a part out of a pile of parts, do some sort of uh, presentation with it. Like you put it on a board and you drew arrows to it. And and uh, I evidently picked a carburetor. Evidently? I didn't know what it was. I picked the <laughs> chunk out. At the final, you didn't know what a carburetor was? I got an F. Because I didn't pay attention. <laughs> you think? I got an F. I didn't pay attention to any of it. We just screwed around. We had a substitute teacher with two hearing aids. And my friend Brian Randall was a great whistler. And he could whistle without making a face. And we would put – he did this high-pitched feedback whistle all the time. That guy would just start pounding his ears and acting – we were in the front row and we would die. And we also got into a thing where we would say here when he'd take roll for everyone. So there would be the two or three people saying here whenever the guy was like, ah, Cranston Munger, here, here, here. Just one of you needs to stay here. <laughs> Every day. So the whole class was just a waste of time. But I get this carburetor, and I have a piece of wood, and I couldn't figure out how to glue the thing onto this piece of wood and then ride on it. So I just held them up there, and I said, do this. And I, I didn't do any work. Luckily, the guy before me also got a carburetor, so I got a few good words out of it. Airflow. And I pointed to the thing I think it went through. Comes out here, as airflow tends to do follows a pattern and the guy's just shaking his head and i'm looking at the dude in the front row and he goes he whispered something and i didn't hear any of it so i said something close to what i think i heard and the guy goes all right sit down <laughs> <laughs> and on this board which was just a probably a two foot by two foot piece of plywood that i painted white with a blue border <laughs> that was the most work i put in <laughs> He just wrote a big red marker, wrote an F on the board, and the carburetor sat on the desk. There was nothing about it. But I still to this day think that would be the best presentation of my life because I'm pretty good at uh, faking stuff and bullshit my way through something that day when actually holding something and saying, how does this work? I'm like, I have no idea what Stumped. this does. <laughs> no clue what this does. Carter's like, you know what a carburetor does? That's what I'm saying, jackass. That's why you have a job because of people like me. This if we all knew cars, there'd be no need for you car guys. Be happy about people like me. This guy's a little late to the party. John, why do you turn into Ethel Merman when you need your vehicle work Just on? fix it. That's Fred Snyder. No, Snyder. Yeah, Snyder, yeah. It's also the very gay Fred Durst. Durst. Yeah. Let's be honest. We all I like think the he Ethel Merman might be gay. Take on yeah, it, Ethel Merman's pretty solid. 
That's just aging, that guy. Anyway, what's on the board of music? All right, right? so oh. uh, a couple songs uh, for, from our earlier conversation for Biff and his uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, oh, whatever it is. Pregnant man. Yeah, the tube's making an appearance again. Thanks, Brady. Yeah. Uh, she's a beauty. Aerosmith. <laughs> Dude looks like a lady. And, uh, you know, the usual suspects. Limp Biscuit, Metallica, Agnostic Front, Austrian Death Machine. Chill STD. out, dickwad. I don't remember I don't that know that one. song. I don't either. Is that new Austrian I, Death I Machine? I don't know. That's what the guy wrote on Facebook, so... I didn't dig too far into it. No. Uh, uh, Parkway Anthrax for uh, I'm the Law for uh, all the anti-vaxxers and all that stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, just let's stir it up some more. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If Chill Out Dickwad is worth a second's time, we should give it a run. That, that sounds like new Austrian death machine. Is it there? 2015, oh. apparently, at least. Well, he was in jail then. Doesn't mean they it's didn't like have Tupac. it. It's like Tupac. He puts stuff out and he's dead. Oh, jeez. I'm just oh, saying yeah. it's it's on the YouTube since 2015. Okay. Off of uh, triple uh, brutal. Should we get a little taste of it? Or? Yeah. What is it? I right. got. You got some. Right. Who's got some? I got it. That's how I like it. Well, if you don't know, Austrian Death Machine is songs based on Arnold Schwarzenegger movie lines. I'm trying to remember what movie that's from. When he said it. Chill out, dick wild. Uh, I don't know that one. Uh, look it up. What's the movie? Chill out, dick wild. We're going to listen to that, though. Austrian Death Machine for the win today. All right, I'll download it. Yeah, it's a whole band that, uh, before the lead singer contracted a hitman to kill his wife. <laughs> True. Failed. Failed. Went to jail for it. She's still alive. Was it when he Terminator Mr. Two? Tur- oh, Terminator okay. Two. Yeah, John Connor. Yeah, chill yeah. Out. Later, dickwad. Dickwad. If someone gets upset, you say, "Chill out." Chill out. Or you can do a combination. You know, so. Dickwad. <laughs> chill out, dickwad. Okay. And now I understand how it all works out. Chill out, dickwad. <laughs> <laughs> I might just how say can you that. Be nihilistic that, yeah, when yeah. you can say that. Today. It doesn't mean I'm not happy. <laughs> it just means I'm not impressed by you. I don't think you're that important. I don't think I'm that important. I think any of this stuff's that great. Every day we wake up, we don't, like Brady wakes up and goes, Valerie, Valerie. None of us do it. We all wake up and go, oh, here we go again. Just be honest with yourself. Everything's a climb for the sake of climbing. (laughs) Chill out, dickwad. (laughs) Chill out, dickwad. That is the only way you could say it is in that accent. See how you can't see the joy in that. Okay, here's here's my solution to all the mask problems. Then you walk into the Circle K and a guy goes, "You got to put a mask on." Chill out, dickwad. <laughs> and everybody would start laughing. Like we're all happy again. There's not going to. I don't have one. And I have to go over to the Seven Eleven to get my. All I wanted was a Dr Pepper. We got to have a mask. Chill out, dickwad. <laughs> if we all lived life like Arnold for a, a few seconds. It would all work out better. Guy says, you know, Holmberg, there yeah. was a John 2,000 years ago that accidentally created religion because he sat around a campfire and depressed the S out of <laughs> out of people. That's true. And they had to create something to be blindly blissful the next effing day yeah, to get exactly. over that dude's stories. Maybe I'm a reincarnation of that guy. <laughs> Maybe that John was like, I'm not all that impressed with this stuff. Can we? Jesus, have you talked to John? There has to be something more. I'm going to write some ideas down. You guys see what sticks. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's out there this morning. You can go stare at him. 48th Street and Elliott uh, is where he is at the Safeway for the uh, Phoenix. Load it up Jr. already. Load him up. Probably full already, but it's a money drop off <laughs> today. He'll stay until 9. If you guys can give him like a couple bucks, 
uh, five bucks, not for Jeremy's sake. And trust me, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure he We're doesn't accounting spend it. for all of it. Right, uh, come by because somebody stole our truck. Uh, we know who it is, but she's not coming to work. Uh, Victoria took the truck we need for loading up water, so now it's just a money drive out there at 48th Street. Now we're always pivoting. We're always working for the next angle because <laughs> you never know when somebody's uh, here who works here is going to take stuff we need. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, and again, thanks to the drinking teams for making this fine. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hurt us really. It doesn't hurt us yeah. because. We're so loaded up. But it's never enough, is it? It's never enough. That's the theme to life. Chill out, dickwad. We figured out. Get uh, some cash over to Jeremy. 48th Street and Elliot. We'll check in with him in a little bit. You got it ready? Yeah. It's Austrian death. I have to show you something here. Somebody Uh-oh. just sent us this. Nicholas sent us. John, I think you're on Twitter because there's an account called the Nihilist Arby's. It's the best account. And it makes <laughs> you me know want, about this I know account? about the Nihilist Arby's. And it is hilarious. So this is the one he sent us. Yeah, it says Nihilist Arby says, no matter how much you strive and succeed, no matter how fit and beautiful you become, no matter how much money you make, remember, no one loves you, you and no one ever will. You die like we all die alone. In the meantime, please continue to enjoy Arby's. Nihilist Arby's. Arby's. Go back and read Nihilist Arby's stuff. I have a friend who is a huge fan of Nihilist Arby's and he sends me the good ones and it's it's a riot. All right, I'm going to follow Nihilist Oh, Arby's it's funny. Thing. You'll laugh. 400,000 followers. Occasionally, they'll go through that thing about, you know, you're just going to die by yourself because that's how we all die. You can have a room full of people, but you still are doing all the dying alone. <laughs> we have the meats. Yeah. <laughs> if we cared at all, we'd be like Hardee's or whatever the F it's called. <laughs> and uh, that S is worse. Enjoy Arby's. <laughs> If we cared, we'd be Hardee's. That's a great <laughs> phrase. Look at how hard Hardee's is trying. Is it worth it? There's still Hardee's in the end. Our country is facing a major crisis. We need to find out what, what what's causing it. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.